Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Ready to race radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down in the Weehawken Studios. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Joins us on this uh, rainy afternoon evening uh, in New York uh, slash New Jersey. Winter is coming. The raging redhead, Cam Stewart. What's going on, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? It's like we used to say in the old days, bleak. It's very bleak where I am, too. Dark. It is. Things are cold. <laughs> things are bleak. Uh, things are bleak too, and everywhere. Nothing, yeah, it's bleak. No, no, nothing bleak. worse than seeing that uh, everybody crushed the book except me. Uh, yeah, and me too. Yesterday. Don't worry. Put me on that list too. I'm, I'm there. You, I didn't crush. I didn't crush. You know why though? Funny. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell you why this happens. Yep. You know why this happens? Because the first thing I walked in this morning, and Greg Sussman's all cheery. And this is hey, hey. I, I see online everybody crushed the book. I guess he did really yeah. well this weekend. And I, I said, let me explain something to you. I said, usually about once uh, once a month or so, you'll read about how everybody crushed the book. And I say, that's the weekend that I don't do good when everybody exactly. crushes the book. Because I don't bet. I don't bet with the public. Right? Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not a sharp. I'm an idiot. But I'm not betting with the public. So when the public does well, I sort of take it with the book. And when the public's getting beaten, I usually do pretty well. And normally the public gets beaten. And normally I do pretty well. But every couple of weeks, there's going to be those weeks. Now, I didn't get crushed. You know, I had lost more than I won. I had bad luck yesterday with, like, uh, like I had a teaser to the over in a Packer game, 49 and a half. They get the 48. Yep. That's a $500 swing. I nice bet bigger units yesterday, Cam. So, you know, I went to the book. You know, the swings were bigger, man. You know, I was betting 200 to 400 a game. So you bet yeah, 200 yeah. to 400 a game. One one bad beat here, one bad beat there. Next thing you know, you got a losing day. But, you know, it's frustrating because evidently the books really got crushed, Cam. It was like their worst day ever almost yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, I, you said it. I, I, I have no piece of that. I wake up in the morning. I got a four-shot lead in golf. So I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch Hoating, Hoatang Lee blow a four-shot lead and lose in a playoff to Justin Rose. I had him at 25-1 to 1 for $20, so $450 down the tubes. I'm like, okay, whatever. We got football, same thing. I made some bad bets, took the bills. That was just idiotic. Uh, a couple other things. You know, I smashed uh, uh, the Saints. That was smart. And then, and then Gabe, I got, I got golf at the end. I got Sam Ryder at 80-1, to 1, okay? He's tied for the lead. I got Pat. Patrick Cantlay, 25 to 1, tied for the lead. Bryson DeChambeau holds out an eagle from the middle of the fairway to win by one stroke. 
So I got the second place guy and the third place guy at eighty to one, mind you. So you're and, telling me uh, you got yeah. screwed over in multiple golf tournaments in one day? Multiple, yeah, yeah. So I, I basically <laughs> I lost. So th- look at the look at the monies I would have won. So I lost in a playoff with a four shot lead heading into the final round and had two guys at eighty to one and twenty five to one and lost to that prick in the in the cap, Deschambeau, because he holds out for eagle. Unbelievable! I have the second and third place guy. It, it, it's it's insane. It was one of the best golf picks like ever. Yeah, I want a couple bucks on you know daily fantasy. Who cares? I need I need a Sam Ryder twenty bucks at eighty to one is sixteen hundred dollars. That would have been a real nice way to turn around a golf tournament, buddy. But I'm with you. I the books. I I didn't crush any books. I just look at my numbers and go no no, not so much. Well, hey, we got another. You game know what it was? You can't live in the past, the as you say. Yeah, I'm already locked in on my pick. I can't turn back. I have it in the yeah. contest. I have it in the Golden Nugget contest, the Super Contest, and you know I'm getting going in with Tennessee. Getting very frustrated. Very frustrated though with these. Yeah, uh, it's after a while book, it hurts. Yeah, the book won yesterday. The book said the people beat the books yesterday, pretty much by taking the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, as well as the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, which surprises me that the Steelers were such a big. Uh, such a big, uh, such a big play. Um, Caesar says they got crushed. Uh, everybody took the Minnesota Vikings. Everybody took the Kansas City Chiefs, and everybody took the Pittsburgh Steelers. He said we needed one of those teams to win. We ended up losing all three. But you know, this is the same crap last year, Cam, during Las Vegas's hockey run. And I see one quote. I have a lot of explaining to my boss to do. I don't know if I'll still have a job in the morning. Blah, 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 blah. Las Vegas sportsbooks have shown a profit every month. I remember talking about it since, like, 2011. All right? They've gotten beaten a couple of weeks. People get beaten once again. This woe is me from the sports books. You know, nobody's crying for them. They, they, they win hundreds. You know, the, the New Jersey sports books made $24 million profit last month. You know, oh, boo-hoo, so they got hit for a couple of hundred K for a couple of, a couple of betters hit them. And, you know, these sports books, they don't, they're so greedy, Cam, especially in Vegas. The Vegas ones, you know, FanDuel are actually cool. They actually tweet out, hey, somebody just won $200,000 parlay. Yeah. You know, they're like FanDuel's trying to make it like, hey, come down and have a good time. The Vegas guys just cry all the time uh, as, as soon as they lose. It's, it's, you know, every time they lose, they just end up crying, but they don't realize it's like bookies say. It's actually good if the people win once in a while. That's exactly right? they, what I was going to say. Keep what, that's, ex- that's exactly what I was going to tell you because I talked to, you know, I was dealing with an old friend of ours too, doing t- talking to him about some other stuff, and he was in my neighborhood, and he dropped by, and it was the same thing. That's what he says. He goes, you know what? It's actually better. I don't mind, you know. I, I don't mind when the clients actually once in a while I have to take a bath because i got to keep people around because they have that week where they lose. They double up, they triple up, they get smashed. People well, if you're a bookie, out, they go on tilt. And no, you, you beat all your guys by week seven. That. It's yeah, pointless. No, you got exactly, no clients left. Exactly. Exactly. That's now, it's funny, you, though. You need players. I'm tuning with, for all you tuning in right now, and you know, we hear everything from betters all the time online, and I do so many shows, so I see so many chats and messages and, and all that type of stuff. But a lot of people sort of tell other people that parlays are for losers. And I see people mockingly do it all the time. So one thing about social media and message boards and stuff that's annoying is everybody's an expert in everything. And really, when it comes to gambling, there is no right way, wrong way. Whatever way works for somebody is the right way. 
whatever way, if you play parlays and you're making money, then that's the right way. If you're playing halftime bets and that's the right way and you're making money, then that's the right way. If you're playing in-game uh, and you're making money, that's the right way. It's always people, too, that are the experts that are betting $10 bets that tell other people what to do online. Uh, but I remember a big-time bookie uh, once telling me the only people that worry them are parlay players. And he basically stated, guys that bet big, even big money guys that bet big on single games, he said, they'll get hot, but they'll get cold. And he said, ultimately, their money management uh, will do them in. And he said, what I got to worry about are a couple of guys that play with me. Every night, they play like 14 parlays. And they put like 400 bucks on them. And they play like three or four of them. So they're betting about 1,000 a night or so. And they're playing, you know, 1,500 a night, three, three or four parlays for like three four hundred dollars each and he's like if one of them hits they hit anywhere in between like 18 to like twenty eight thousand dollars and he's like you know these guys hit a couple of times a week with these parlays and he's like i can't hedge these plays and he goes it's a pain in the ass i can't hedge them and he goes those are the only people that i check to see even who the, the action is of the night <laughs> he goes everyone else i don't care he goes everyone else i don't care and here it is, from the word um, from the words of a Las Vegas. Let me get which sports book director it was. He says those damn parlays. He goes, it's the parlay players that get us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It it's, it's exactly right. Like they hate the parlays. And what happened yesterday? Why the public won so much and they're pissed off actually? Is there was a big card uh, convention? Uh, car, not car, but car. Um, automobile convention in Vegas over the weekend. So I guess all like there was literally like 100,000 conventioneers or something, and I guess they all won. So Vegas is just pissed because these people are winning and taking the money. <laughs> and all these, all these, you know, conventioneers, and that's public players, right? Wow, well, hey, sure. look, Kansas City, Kansas, Cleveland suck. <laughs> and it's funny because here they are at Caesars. They said all the sharp guys bet Cleveland, but it didn't matter because the public crushed Kansas City. <laughs> so it's all sure. the sharp guys on the Browns, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. So-called sharp guys. Yeah, I'd rather be a square and win, to be honest with you. I bet on the Browns, too, and I feel stupid for doing it. But that's the thing is the public's going to have their weak Morency, You know it. And uh, when I'm when I'm riding good, I'm telling you, those round robins, they're, they're the best because just the amount of money you make from the parlay take back in comparison to the juice on the single game. If you do the math, it works out. If you have any type of 500 day with dogs, you're going to make money. And I got to stick to, I got to stick to that plan because that was the plan that was working. And you said it. And we talk, we talk about a guy we know who does really well, man. Yeah. He used to crush the guy with parlays. Parlays are actually what smart people do. If you're going to bet something instead of teasing it, parlay it. And yep. funny thing is I fall into the, the trap and my bu- uh, my old book, he told me and he, he said, Hey, I don't mind you. T- you know, if you're going to tease it though. Okay. Sometimes it wins, but you got to parlay it too. You know what I mean? You just don't leave the parlay off the table because most time, if the teaser wins, the parlay is going to win more often than not. Well, teasers are a sucker bet. They, they, they are. just are. They are. You know? They are. This this guy bet um, a better in New Jersey bet eight dollars and sixty eight cents. This would be a type of guy that would piss me off waiting in line behind him when he put his parlay together. Uh, so he played an eleven team parlay for eight dollars and sixty eight cents. He took the New England Patriots. The Chicago Bears minus 10, the Panthers minus 6, the Chiefs minus 8, the Falcons Redskins over 47, Rams Saints over 57, Steelers Ravens under 46, the Dolphins minus the 3, the Texans minus the 1, and the Chargers and Seahawks under 48. A <laughs> little bit of everything wow. for this guy. Yeah, this guy is good. He, nice spread it around. He, he won all 11. He won all 11 selections. 
The parlay paid 1,259 to one. $8.68 <laughs> paid $10,920. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. I'm happy for it. $8 like better. That's yeah, that's good for yeah, that's him. Good. $8 I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. Like, yeah, that's awesome. No, that, that's fantastic. And you said crazy, though, the one game, the Denver-Houston game, if not for, you know, we talk about Vance Joseph being a moron. Like, that guy just basically, yeah, okay, yeah, you want to try a, a really long field goal and try to get it instead of getting more yards? You get what you pay for, man. Like, uh, that was just stupid. And, uh, wow, unbelievable. Congratulations, man. I think our old boy Meanie went 11 for 11 or something like that. I was reading some tweet. Like, he had some crazy weekend, too. So, hey, man, good on you. Hey, I like to I like to hear happy stories. I just hope uh, one day it's me and you winning the big one. <laughs> well, here's, uh, here's uh, Jay Rudd from uh, MGM Properties in Nevada. He says, uh, we're already in pretty ugly to Monday night games, too. He said, we need Dallas. Lots of parlays, couple of very big straight bets are all connected to the Titans. So the sports books uh, need the Dallas Cowboys uh, tonight, which worries me because the sports books are due for a bounce back. They sure are. They sure are. I'm worried about the Titans stopping Elliott tonight, but. Yeah. All right. Um, a better holding a $1,000 uh, win total bet on the Buffalo Bills going under. Six and a half games. Elected to sell the wager. Now, you, have, you know, there's a site, Cam. This is pretty, uh, I, I'm surprised I've never checked this site out, actually. It's called uh, Prop Swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically. Yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, you, yeah you, can sell, uh, you can sell your bets. Like, you can basically state, listen, I'm broke. I've got this future. <laughs> you want it? <laughs> That's the best. I got some real problems. Just take these off my hand. That's the best. I love you approach it, right? Oh, man, I got this future, but God, I got to put That's what it is. Yeah. Well, look, look. <laughs> it was supposed to pay 1000 Eight. He yeah. put $1,000 on it. Yeah. It was going to pay $1,833.35. Somebody agreed to buy it from him for $1,650. Yeah. So the, the guy that bought it from him is making $183 profit. Like the ticket's worth $183 more to him. Yet now he's got to wait till the end of the regular season to make his $183. Yeah, that's that's like what it. you call risk-free gambling. <laughs> no, I like that guy. And I think, yeah, you know what? And if you needed the money and you sold it and didn't want to wait till the end of the season, that's the convenience fee. 1600 and that's, that's yeah. in a bad deal he yeah. got, actually. Yeah, I agree. I think that's At 1650 yeah. you and me, that's we would have been offering the guy. You and I would have been offering. I'll give you 1400 right now. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably my number, too. I was going to say, like, between 14 and 15. I'm listening. <laughs> Anyway, Marissi, yeah, I'm worried about tonight's game, too. Uh, the total's really low, and uh, I initially want to take Tennessee as well, but I'm really, really scared. Dallas has been good at home, but the points are intriguing to me. I don't even want to say, like, I, I, I lean Tennessee, too. I, I just, I'm just, it's tough. I'm going to hold my breath. I, the four and a half seems intriguing. I don't like the fact that it opened up at five and a half and went down to four and a half, but I got to believe that we can get 40 points in this game tonight. I know everyone's thinking under, but I actually think that, you know, we can get there tonight. Like, I, it seems to me in these Sunday night games, you see it every time. Every one of these primetime games, don't even think about it. Like, 56. You tease it to 62 and a half, 63, like it's going under. Like all these prime time games, other than the New England-Kansas City game that was back and forth, back and forth, all high totals have gone under. That's just the way it's gone. Like it's just everybody, oh, yeah, I'll just tease it to the under or tease it to the over type of thing. Well, tonight, everyone's expecting defense. Maybe we get some points tonight. 
It's I'm it. South Point, uh, South Point went 0 and 6. They said that they went 0 and 6 in the early games. The the the, the public wow. beat them on every game in the first six games. Yeah, the total is low tonight, and I think it's going to get there as well. We'll break it down. Jamie Heath is going to join us. We got Drew Dinkmeyer. We got Mike Blewett. We've got a stacked uh, show. A stacked show this afternoon. Talk some college football as well. I'm regretting not just taking Alabama in the first half uh, of that game. They're now 9-0 against the spread in the first halves. They're too good. They're too yeah, they're, good. They're like, they're like just, the Golden like, State Warriors of college like, yeah, football. Yeah, I, I just watched them, and LSU's a good team. It's just it's just, it's comical. Like, you can't do you anything can't against stop their defense. No, and when they're on offense, they just roll you over. They can beat you with the running game, the passing game. Every young guy they recruit in the secondaries learn, learns quick. Like, they're crazy, man. I, I don't know how you beat these guys. Yeah, just betting against Alabama is just a bad recipe. Like, don't do it. It's kind of like, like how stupid I was. Yeah, like with Cleveland and Buffalo. Oh, yeah, look at all the points I'm getting. Well, yeah. You know, doesn't matter when you lose. Like, that's the thing. They murder teams. The Buffalo, teams. The Buffalo Bills. Bills. The Buffalo Bills continuously find, like, new lows. And, like, the thing was, they, they were game. It was like, you and you, you watch it, too. They're, they're playing. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, pick six, pick six. It's like, come on, man. That's the problem yeah, with Peterman. Like, oh that my stupid God. play, too. Buddy fumbled the ball. And oh, I, I know. told someone. I told someone at the sports book. He was a Jet fan. He was laughing. I said, most teams, that ball bounces out of bounds. Kind of builds exactly. up it just stops, and Buddy picks it up <laughs> on the Bears. Like, so true. Yeah. Game time decisions. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Well, I gave him red seal outside Camp Stewart. Well, we're about 800 oh. miles. Yes, yes, yes. Cody Parkey of the Bears kicked a 45-yard field goal. Oh, good. It was good. 44 and a half. Good. So you won there by a half yard. And what was the other game? Detroit. Let's take a look. I just thought they. I must have hit the wrong button or something. Let's see here. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that makes sense. At, at, at $45 per if I hit two of them, right? That's nine. Yeah, exactly. 173 exactly. back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, all right, Not good. Bad. I was Not unaware. Bad. Yeah, it turns <laughs> I out I, I, have I was very, I was very unaware. <laughs> the other one, I don't understand the other one either. Like, just going, what the hell's going on here? I just, <laughs> no, I don't know. But I've been screwed so many times. It's just nice. It's a pleasant surprise. It's it a pleasant is. surprise. Find out I have one hundred and seventy-three dollars uh, in account, but I still have to go to the sports book after because I need some paper money. And I was there yesterday. And uh, now I got to go back to collect. I wish I was going back to collect more. I'm going back to collect less than I than less than you know I lost. You know I lost because really, like I would have made money if I just would have won one of the three things I lost. Like I won a lot, but my money you know, I had a lot on each game, 
And that, that teaser at 140, uh, the, the 49.5. And, and I'm getting a little bit of an echo back here. What's going on with that? Are you hearing that, Ken? No, I, I, should, no, I hear you loud and clear, buddy. Loud and clear. I don't know. Do we have uh, something on in the studio? Is there like a mic on or something? Huh? I believe there the, probably is. The Prince? The Prince? Yeah, I, don't, I have no hey, idea. Prince, what's going Prince Angle, can you, uh, can you check uh, on that? It's turned all the way down. Are you guys I don't on know why in there's there? an echo there. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. You sound loud. I, as I told you before, when you're in uh, your New Jersey studio in comparison to the other studio, it's clear. Yeah, I know, but I me, can. Man. You sound good. It's like I can hear. I can Him. hear them listening to me in the studio or something. Oh, weird. No, I could just hear you, buddy. At least I think I can. <laughs> Are we going crazy? I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Either way, it's pretty <laughs> annoying for me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was turned all the way hey. down just before. I, oh. I just turned it up just to let you guys know that everything's fine here. Huh. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank thanks, you. Prince. Okay. That sounds good. This sounds good. It's just uh, something I guess I got to deal with here. All right, uh, so, uh, yeah, we got to go to the sports book. Thanks, Prince. We got to go to the sports book uh, after this show, cash some tickets. I could have been, I would have been cashing more tickets if that stupid Packer offense could score more than 17 points. 31 oh, 17. Nice fumble. That was great. That changed everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I needed over 49 and a half. Could, couldn't get it. 48, exactly. And it would have uh, also, if you tease the Packers plus 12, they lose by 14. Even if they kick a field goal, it's 11. That would that was just the t- that was the turning point of the game, and I got to tell you, like New England's unbelievable to me, man. And I'll give them credit; like they they find ways, and that's what good teams do. But it's unbelievable. Like the Packers have nobody on defense. They have Alexander, a kid. First of all, the guy gets kicked out of the game for nothing. That was BS. That was pure bullshit. These guys, it's unbelievable in Foxborough, right? Oh, so the guy slaps him a little bit. He gets he gets kicked out of the game. The referee's mics. The referee's mics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then calls her. Oh, the referee's mic was off, but we know he got ejected. First of all, that's not an eject foul. That's a 15-yard penalty at most. And the guy in New England also hit him first. If you look at it, the, the lineman gave him a nice little cheap shot too. Oh, no, don't worry about that. And then and, and then all the mistakes after that, just the whole thing, it's, it's, it's comedy to me. I know how good the Patriots are, but they just every single damn break, every single call, like the Packers, me and you would have been in there, Gabe. You see how thin they were on defense in the secondary? God, man, it's pathetic. But whatever, it is what it is. They find ways to win games. It's just... They actually, I was really proud of the Packers for a while. They were they were really grinding, and then at the end, classic Patriots. They find a way, big play, touchdown, party's over. Yeah, I should have just taken the Patriots. I can't pick a winner in their games, man. I stayed away from the side because I always lose the sides in a Patriots game. And what happens, I end up getting burnt on a stupid total even on a freaking teaser. Yeah, I know. Um, here's our boy, uh, Spenny Mack. He says, I'm trying to crush a book tonight with a parlay. He's got Elliott to score the uh, first touchdown and the Dallas Cowboys to win by 7 to 12 points. And he's got Adam Keenan. He's already won some, those. Uh, those are winners, huh? Yeah, those say, look at the results on the right. 1-1 one, one horse racing stuff. So oh, yeah, he's, already, yeah, yeah. he's already hit the first Franklin. two legs. So, so basically uh, yeah. now he's got 40, he risked $42 to win $10,507. So basically, you need now he needs Elliott to score the first touchdown of the game, and then the Cowboys to win by seven to twelve points, and he wins uh, ten thousand dollars. Seems like it's possible. Elliott to get the first touchdown, very possible. Cowboys to win by seven and twelve. Then he has an opportunity to to bail too. True. 
That's the beautiful thing about the parlay, too. If you could find find the math to bail. Hey, hit if the first he could, two legs. That's a tough hedge, though, to try to hedge yeah. that with 7 to 12. It is. Not impossible. But put it this way. Like, basically, let's say Elliott scores the first touchdown. And then boom. Then you, then you yeah, then you then got boom, it. the Titans are getting let's say the Titans are getting ten and a half or twelve and a half, boom, you grab you it. Smash you smash know it. Know I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you grab them in the middle if you can sort of hedge it, but you don't want you can't hedge too much on this. It's 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 an open ended, it's interesting, but these hit sometimes. You know, forty two. I don't know, when when was your last big score, Sandy Spenny Mac? I know you've hit a couple of big ones uh, over the years. Uh Pie Man tunes in via Twitter says Cowboys are uh, a pissed off football team. They're due for a big uh, Big bang. They're going to win this game at home. 40 is too low for the total. Cowboys is the bet. Amari Cooper makes his debut tonight for the Cowboys. Yeah. Whatever his prop is, I'll probably go under. (laughs) What do you think? No, honestly, like, what do you think Cooper's going to do in this game? Four catches? 58 yards? They're going to try to get him the football. They just gave up the first-round pick for him. Yeah, that's true, but... It's going to take a few weeks for him to get acclimated. I think they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll look, they'll look to him. I don't his, think if things if things aren't going well early, though, he's not going to look to him all night. They're going to do what well, they do. What. They're going to pound the pound the rock with Elliot. Look, I went zero and five, zero uh, and six with my props in that last uh, in the last Thursday night game. So I'm a little bit shaken still. Um, you look at all the props for tonight, dude. They're all really, really low because the total is so low. For sure, like it's there's a lot of guys that you could say, you know what, this is pretty low. Like Dion Lewis over under receptions three and a half. Yeah, I want to go over there. I think he's going to be a huge factor for them. That's, he, ca- that's, he catches uh, balls out of the backfield. Damn right he does. And you know when Henry struggles, you can go to Lewis, and that's what that's what they do a lot of the time on those third down plays, third and long. You know, uh, Mariota gets very rushed, he gets in trouble, dump off to Lewis. It happens all the time. No, I'm with I, I'm with you on that one. That that I do like a lot. Okay, let's see what the DailyRoto.com prop tool optimizer has to say about uh, Dion Lewis and his receptions uh, for this evening. Uh, while that loads, um, Corey Davis is uh, four and a half receptions. Cole Beasley, four and a half receptions. And Amari Cooper, three and a half receptions in his debut. Eileen Beasley, I think they go to him all the time. He's been the big safety blanket for, uh, you know, he, he's he, he's the guy, Gabe. He, they go to him early and often. I remember that. Like, he's been fantastic, too. I, I actually think he's going to be the so main Beasley's receiver yeah. for, da- for Dallas tonight. Prescott will go to Beasley all day. He's always open. Might be a little five-yard pitch, but, you know, he's there. He, he I think he'd go over that number. Yeah, you're right. The props seem very low. Even for Cooper, you think they're going to try to – Target him probably five or six times. Daily Roto has him projected for 3.59. Now, I will say when giving props, too, I respect Drew Dinkmeyer so much. I actually wait and see. Like, if Drew Dinkmeyer really yeah. likes a guy, I'll take a look at the props, right? Exactly. And I'll look at, look at a prop. So, yeah, I, I look. that's why I really look forward to Dinkmeyer joining us on Mondays. So, yeah, they've got him. So, the prop is three and a half. Daily Roto has him catching 3.59. That's that's not three and a half. <laughs> yeah, point plus point nine. <laughs> there's there's no there's no value. You know what I mean? There's no value. So let's take a look at uh, Corey Davis. They've got Corey Davis catching five point two five. Five point two five footballs tonight. He's at four and a half. At plus money so, too at one ten. So that's so that's value. That's, that's, that's a little bit of value there. Yeah, point seven compared to point nine. Uh, yeah, point seven oh two compared to point zero nine. Big time. 
That's they've got Cole. They've got Cole Beasley catching 4.24 catches. Here's Spenny Mack. He tweeted out his last big win. It was uh, Penn State touchdown, Michigan touchdown. Okay, so he did a huge parlay, Gabe. It was a 10-banger. $18 paid $76,700.27 winner. Wow. Had some horse racing on there with an Auburn touchdown, LSU touchdown, Virginia Tech touchdown, Ohio State, Alabama, Miami, Michigan, and Penn State. Went all winners down the right-hand side. Yeah. See, Spenny Mack, Spenny Mack looks at the big picture. See, you or I would just get frustrated after losing these parlays for a week straight or something like that, right? You've got to hang in there. You got to hang in there and just keep yeah, swinging for the fences. I, I, but you I see, know. I, you're right. You're right. We do get frustrated, but I'm not going to quit. Like I'm not going to quit on this golf stuff. I got really close this week, and I expect it to. You know what I mean? It's it's going to happen. Well, things are going to bounce your way, and I like his attitude, Marenzi. Look, he's throwing eighteen dollars down. He won seventy six thousand exactly. dollars. Look how many times, how many free rolls he has. He can play these parlays till almost the end of time. You win one of these, it's like okay, well. How, how long is it going to take me for to spend $18? How many times to win $76,000 plus? Okay, we'll I told the story. Grand. I've told the story before many times, a couple of times, but I don't know if you know. Uh, it was year, years ago when I was living in Montreal. It's a long time ago. It's like before I was in Meteor and I was just in a band. And I used to go and eat at this restaurant like every day. It was on, the, on my corner. And there was a waiter in the restaurant and he didn't know anything about hockey. Like, he knew nothing. Like, he didn't watch the games. He didn't know anything. But he used to play, like, lottery tickets, like, every day. And he used to play, like, a $5 hockey ticket every day. And he would take, like, the biggest long shot and the ties. So he would play, like, you know, six ties, six long shots, six ties, six long shots. And he put $5 a day on it. And he'd show me the ticket. He'd go, oh, look what I would use. Do you think I had as a chance? And I'd say, I don't know. I said, it's tough, man, to get all six. You know, six crazy things to happen in one night. So he'd put $5 on it. And you look at what it would pay. It would pay like 10000 Sort of like the guy that put $8 on the parlay this weekend that won the 10000 Yep. Like the 5000 it would pay 14000 12000 13000 9 You know, always in that sort of that range. So I remember he did it every day, man. And hockey starts in October. He didn't win once. He didn't win once. So that's 30 days. He's down 150 bucks. November, he didn't win once. He's down 300 bucks doing this every day. He didn't stop. Like two weeks before Christmas, boom, he hits $14,000. Boom, yeah. he hits again, Cam, like two weeks later, like before New Year's or a couple of days after Christmas, he won again. Yeah, so yeah, keep again. on doing another, it. Don't another, quit. Another, another 8,000. He basically <laughs> like won like 20,000. Yeah, but think don't is, like a quitter. If you actually add it all up, it's not that much. Like, dude, I lost 200 bucks. I lost $400, you know, 350 actually. 350 on the Redskins yesterday. He, he, he was in big deal. If I would have won, I would have won back, ooh, 318 or something. Like, this guy's playing $5 a day only. He lost every day for a month. He only lost 150 bucks. Then he did it again, so he's only down 300. He's down 300 bucks, and then boom, he hits 14,000. And then boom, he hits it again, like a week and a half later. Right? Like, uh, it goes to show, like, the, the long-term parlay players can hit. Yep. I used, I used to do it with a lottery number, too. There was this thing called Banco. <laughs> and yeah, I know, ba I know Banco. Was, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like a local Banco. Quebec lottery. Yep. And it's real D-Gen stuff. So it's basically, they just pick numbers from zero to 60. But it's sort of like sports parlays. 
you can like take four numbers, three numbers, two numbers, and it gives you odds. You know what I mean? Like if you get two numbers right, they'll give you two to one odds. You get three numbers out of the 60. So all you got to do is say, all right, there's going to be this number and that number out of the 60. Except me you know being what it a is? generic it's, gambler it's I was. It's like Keno. It's Keno. Yeah. Like, like in Vegas, when it you is. do the rocks and stuff, that's Keno. I basically just realized that a couple of numbers were coming in more than other numbers. Like they just were. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, the number 45 comes in all the time. You know, so there were certain numbers that were coming in all the time. So I was playing it every day. Me and a couple of people I knew basically said, listen, you play this every day. You're going to win more than you lose. And we actually were. It was crazy. It was sort of like sports betting. You were grinding it out. But I was winning this banco like four or five times a week. But it's all it's all just sort of random. And then I would lose like 13 days in a row. And I'd get all frustrated. I wouldn't play. And then I'd be like, oh, son of a bitch. I would have won. <laughs> like the day I didn't play again. <laughs> right? Because once you get locked in, it's like someone who plays the same lottery numbers all the time. Once you do that for years, you, you got to play you those damn stop. numbers forever. Exactly. They'll come right? up. There's, when you, there's when no you don't turning play. back. No, there's no <laughs> turning back. And the thing is, I know people that, and that's happened before. Like, you stop playing the numbers, and then it comes in. And then for the rest of your life, all you do is dwell on that thing. That's the thing you can't stop. I, I told you, I go to, when I was going down to Shoeless and playing the OTB, this guy was a great horse gambler. It was very simple, Gabe. It was no, like, any special thing. He, didn't, he was the only guy who didn't have a program. He played horses, and he played 20 cent supers all the time 20 cent supers and usually at the harness tracks because at the harness tracks a lot of the time these crazy dogs they wouldn't win but they'd come in in third and fourth instead of winning right so he'd have the favorites with some crazy pooches all like you know two horses two horses all all and the tickets for on a 20 cent super every single time i guarantee gabe he used to walk out of there i've seen him eleven thousand dollars 200 normal night you know up and down 260 dollars he won a hell of a lot more than he lost and it's exactly what we talk about bankroll he had the money to do it you get you can't walk in there with like 20 bucks in your pocket he had a thousand dollars right so he can afford 32 dollars here 48 dollars here to put the t- some of these guys are betting two dollars a race right two dollars across the board six dollars like nobody wants to spend like 60 or 70 dollars when you really like a race but that's what you have to do it takes money to make money I'm throwing out a poll question right now. Sportsbooks had worst weekend in years. Did you win yesterday? What did you win or lose on? <laughs> Crushed it? Yeah. Crushed it? Crushed it? No, got, no that's incorrect. No, got killed? <laughs> Not got killed, just third, you know. Average day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say whatever. Yeah, a little below average. A little below average, to be honest with you. I had great after in the afternoon games. I did really, really well. Yeah, but if you didn't lose a lot of money, you didn't win a lot of money. Like if you won yeah. a couple of hundred bucks, you'd be like, ah, whatever. You wouldn't be happy. And if you lost a couple hundred, it's like, ah. Yeah, that's the whole thing with me. Where I am better now than I used to be at this. That I lose less money. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't yes. have those weekends where I'm waking up where I owe someone forty eight hundred bucks. Or yeah, that, like that. that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, like I was I was mad yesterday. I, I wagered like eleven hundred dollars and. I'm going to cash. I'm going to get back. Uh, I got 450 in winners. So I had 600 in losers and 450 in winners. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those days. So I can't cry. I wasn't happy. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, son of a bitch. Because one of those, do you know those weird when it's weird too? When it feels like you're winning or you're going to have a big day. Like when I was looking at the games, I was like, man, I think I'm going to go like four and one in the super contest. And yeah. I think I'm going to win. Like, 
like I was looking, I'm like, yeah, I'm winning there, I'm winning there. But at the end of the day, when it all added up, I didn't win. It was one of those weird deals. Yep, I get that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with The Rams cost me. I knew the freaking Saints were going to I was all over the Rams. Actually, the Saints saved my ass. That was my big game. They saved my ass from all the dumb stuff I did early with all those stupid underdogs that didn't have a chance. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Jamie Heath is going to step up and in. Mike Blue and Drew Dickmeyer. We're actually loaded with guests. We'll open up the phone lines a little bit later on if you got some picks for us uh, for tonight or some DFS thoughts. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio on the Fed Sports Radio Network. We'll get into some DFS a little bit later on. Drew Dinkmeyer will join us. If you, play, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but are dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try uh, the Prop Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forgetting, uh, forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, avoid experts winning 90% of the money, invest in players that you want with salary caps. If you sign up for a new account using promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose the matchups uh, that you want with the prop builder tool. MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. And uh, MyBookie.ag's got a lot of the cool sort of um, random props and stuff like that. The novelty props, one of their strengths. Sports books, like, you know, they all have, um, you know, different sports books are better for different things. Some sports, some books don't have, like, the novelty props. I'm talking about novelty props, like, you know, the wrestling and politics, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, tomorrow is the uh, the big midterms. Uh, we, you know, we don't really get into it uh, too much. Politics just pisses people off uh, when you talk about it, even from a betting perspective. I have bet on politics in the past, but I haven't uh, in this uh, this wave. You know, we'll lay it down on a presidential election. I actually had Trump uh, to win the presidency. I won money on Trump was winning the presidency. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he was going to win. <laughs> like, I bet on him. I bet on him. And like the, even the day of the election, when I bet on him, I was like, ah, I threw this money away. Yeah, Trump, Trump ain't winning. And then when I saw the odds plummeting, actually, that's just, you know, forget you know, forget about like the, uh, the political polls and all that type stuff. And it's funny because I see, I see what website was. It was actually Bloomberg News. So it wasn't a sports site. They were talking about how, um, a couple of gamblers bet really, really big on the Republicans to win the midterms. And if you follow the polls at all right now, it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case, right? But the polls were way off in 2016 so much that a lot of people are figuring, you know what, I'm getting value right now on betting on the Republicans because of what the public polls are. And the polls are always so off, I don't believe in them, and they're creating value. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Maybe we'll check in on some of the numbers just if you're a degenerate you want to get in on this. So I asked you guys on Twitter, I said, sportsbooks had their worst weekend in years. 
Um, did you win yesterday? What did you win or lose on? Uh, we've gotten uh, 55 votes out of the gate uh, pretty quick right out of the, the couple of minutes here. 36% of you say you crushed it. 25% of you say you got killed. And 39% said uh, you just sort of had an average day. I, I would go with the average day. That's what I had. And I don't, like I said off the top, I don't crush it when the public crushes it because I'm not really a public better. But I don't, you know, I'm not saying I'm a sharp, wise guy either. But there's a lot of things, and I've been gambling on football since like 1982, all right? And there's a lot of things like over the years you need to adapt. And sometimes I have a hard time adapting. Sometimes I have a hard time, hard time like, you know, understanding that what used to work doesn't automatically still work. And to be honest, the public and the sort of obvious plays have been winning more so over the last couple of years than they used to. You know, like there used to be a lot of stuff. Oh, just take the the double-digit dog at home and you'll cover. Um, You know, that, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't the case. You know, like that, that's not the case over the last couple of years. You know, the, the obvious picks have actually uh, cashed in. So I believe Cam Stewart's like rebooting right now. And uh, Jamie Heath should be joining us in a moment. Let me just check in uh, with Angle here via our Gmail chat that I did not log into yet. Hey, Gabriel here. There's, there he is. Hey, What's up, yeah, man? I know. He said I had to reboot, and I was saying I'm calling back in, and uh, the usual. Anyway, how you doing, buddy? Good, 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 good. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I know. I just say he's like reboot. That, you know what though? I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. That if feedback want to do that again. Yeah. That's sort of the, not the feedback, but the uh, the reverb. It wasn't like overly annoying, but oh. there was sort of like an echo. Evidently, I think is, it was on here. Is it gone? Yeah. Now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I'm not near any speakers or anything. But yeah, okay. We got we got the reboot going, so life's know. good. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. either, buddy. I do. I yeah. do the show on Sunday for four hours, and you know they say it's fine, and then some days it's not, and I'm just doing the same thing <laughs> we're doing every day, buddy. I hit the microphone, and hopefully it works. <laughs> no, it was it was fine. It was just now it's before it was like an eight on ten. Now it's ten on ten. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. That's the one thing. The, the prince, the prince is a perfectionist. Yes, he is. He's kind of like, know, you. like uh, he's like, like you. You want it perfect, eh? I don't yeah. Know. The prince said, you know, he even told me during the break, he said, you know, it was good, but it could have been better. So I told him to call back in. <laughs> yeah, he told me. Hey, at least we know he cares. You know no, I you know what? And I like the prince, too. He told me he rebooted his system and me, so we both uh, rebooted, and uh, hopefully you're not getting that echo, which is perfect. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Uh, nice. So uh, 42% of you say you crushed it. 24% of you got killed. 34% of you said it was an average day yesterday. Let's bring in Jamie Heath and see how he did yes. compared to the Las Vegas sportsbook saying that they had their worst Sunday in years. They they lost a uh, – they're saying the Vegas sportsbooks are saying they lost between 7 and $10 million uh, yesterday. And, uh, Jamie, it's always a pleasure. TheSportsBrokers.com. What's going on, Jamie? What's going on, Gabe? How are you? Well, you know what? I've been better. Um, yeah. I did not get killed yesterday. No? I didn't have a great Saturday either. The Florida Gators really screwed me. Like uh, like I said, I was really? betting, I was, you I had was betting Gators, bigger huh? units. Yeah, I had a Gators on a, just to win on a parlay and a money line. Uh-huh. And uh, losing to Missouri 
was not uh, was not something I saw coming or not something that made my Saturday very pleasant afternoon. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I don't even like tigers. the Florida Gators. I yeah. hate losing on them. Like I, I'm not a Gator fan. But um, so the sports books sports books uh, got killed uh, yesterday. Yeah, me and Cam didn't kill it yesterday because generally I don't really bet like the same games the public bets. So. This has sort of been common for me over the years. Whenever I see, oh, Vegas got crushed, usually that's a weekend I didn't do well. Now, I didn't get killed yesterday, but I played some totals. I had some bad beats yesterday, but I can tell you I didn't crush it. Uh, I wasn't one of the people that crushed uh, the sports books over the weekend. How did you do yesterday on Sunday? Now, we did rather well. I mean, we didn't crush it, crush it, but we did really we did really well, and we absolutely crushed it on Saturday in college. We had the three big games. We had Georgia, we had Alabama, and we had Michigan. Uh, obviously, those were the three marquee games, and we absolutely unloaded on all three of those games, so that really helped us out. Yesterday, we did okay as well. We were, we were on the Falcons. Uh, we were also on the Patriots late last night. So that that helped out as well. So that was a big game for us. And uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you. And and Gabe and I talk about this before, and sometimes we don't practice what we preach. But yeah, like in Saturday, like the thing I was, I went crazy, Gabe. I had Missouri with the points, Tulane, and I'm starting to think we talk about it in college. Some of these double digit dogs, they went outright. Like they don't just win; they they murder people. Can you give people some advice about like Gabe and I talk about like why don't we take some of the units on the money line? How do you attack that situation? Because I would have made a hell of a lot more money if I did money money lines with these big poops that came in uh, do you do you advise people just to say what part of the unit do you put on the money line especially for college because big dogs went outright a lot more than the national football league absolutely they do and if you're going to be betting on a dog let's say they're less than a touchdown let's say you're getting plus four plus five in that realm in that realm that range it's not a bad idea to take them on the money line because a lot of times when when you do cover with them they do win outright anyway and the points mean nothing as far as just like when you're doing a teaser if you notice but when you win it on a teaser, you're actually covering the spread probably eight or nine times out of ten when you're betting a teaser and you're winning on your teaser. So you're probably always best to just bet those straight up as well. So that is a great question. And, yes, I do advise, do if you are taking dogs, less than a touchdown to actually g- grab the money line because the money line's usually very generous in those spots. And Tulane's a great example, the Green Wave. They, they play great this week, and that was another one of my plays this week. I did like Tulane against uh, – who did they, they play? They played against – I can't even think who they played. But they South Florida. Much. That's right, the South Florida Bulls. They destroyed South Florida. They were up 34-3 to at one point in that game, yeah. Correct. That was, a, that was a great bet, absolutely. So, yeah, SMU is another one. They beat Houston outright, uh, a double-digit dog. So, yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of plays this weekend where the dog not only covered, but they actually won outright and won pretty convincingly where it wasn't even a sweat. Yeah, you need, like me and Cam were saying earlier, though, when you play these parlays and you play the dogs and, you, you know, you're, you're swinging for the fences with the big upsets, You've got to do it routinely. You can't yeah. just step up on a weekly, you know, one week and do it because it's not going to go your way all the time, right? But when, when it does, when it does, there's some nice home, big fat paydays. It's a home run. Yeah, like yeah. like a guy the other week that did bet, he bet like 400 bucks or something on uh, Purdue to beat Ohio State and Kansas to beat TCU. All right, the, the Purdue pick, ballsy, but, you know, whatever. Ohio State to have some turmoil this year. But, you know, putting 400 bucks on Kansas to beat TCU, like, that takes some balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, J- like, the, yeah, J- the Jayhawks to beat anybody. The, ba- the Jayhawks yeah. to beat anybody, it takes some balls pretty much. <laughs> Especially in, in, yeah. in their – I mean, that was their first conference win in God knows how long, right? I mean, they, they, don't, uh, they don't usually fare too well in that conference. As a All matter right, of so fact – Yeah, go ahead. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say tonight, the Dallas Cowboys, um, the books were saying in Vegas that uh, everyone's bet the Titans, that the, the book needs the Cowboys tonight, which kind of worries me because, <laughs> you know, the, when the books are upset, usually they get what they want. I'm already locked in on the Titans. There's no turning back. I've got them in a super contest. I've got them in a golden nugget contest, so I'm not going to hedge hedge myself here. The total is interesting at 40 as well. You generally don't see totals this low in the modern NFL, especially in these primetime games, and especially like when weather's not a factor either. No, not in Jerry World. There's never a factor in Jerry World. Not in that, not in that stadium, no. Uh, totals 40, sitting on 40. I look for a smash mouth type of game. I know these teams both had two weeks to prepare. They're uh, both coming off the buys. Obviously, Tennessee played in London where they had a heartbreaking loss to the Chargers. And the Dallas Cowboys came off that gut-wrenching loss to the uh, Washington Redskins in Washington when they missed the field goal when it hit off the crossbar to lose their game. So I think this is going to be a, a, a defensive-type game where special teams play a turnover is going to pretty much determine the, the outcome as far as the spread. But I do look for a low-scoring game, maybe... Well, I can't really say what the score is because that would give away who I do like in the game. And as you know, Gabe, if, if everyone was listening on Wednesday, watching your show Wednesday, you know who I like in this game, and I'm going for 5-0. and So hopefully we win tonight. It's actually we're giving this game out for free tonight. I don't know why we're doing it, but we're doing it. We had such a monster weekend. We should probably charge double. We're actually giving it out for free. So we want all your callers to call out 1-800-220-6262 or visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We'll have one of your bro- one of our brokers. We'll be happy to call you as soon as you call us. So please give us a call. Tonight's game's free on us. And uh, so, yeah, we'll give people a number to call once again. And also, you got a full slate of NBA tonight. Oh, yeah. And college college basketball tips off tomorrow as well. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, it was. You know, it was, it was very interesting with college basketball. For, for hours today, there was only two games that there was a line on. It was the uh, Michigan-Kansas uh, game and the uh, – what was the other game? Michigan there, State. The, oh, yeah, right. Michigan State, Kansas, and Duke, Kentucky. There was only two lines forever. But now, obviously, all the lines came out. There's like a zillion games tomorrow. So, college basketball is taking full flight. And I can't wait for that because we do very, very well here at the Sports Break Brokers with college basketball. It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, college basketball is a great sport uh, to bet on. It takes time. If, you, if you're able to put the work in, you know, there's so many games. You can find some soft spots. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, but, yeah, it's amazing, though. These teams come out of the gates in big-time games with um, tomorrow night. You've got Michigan State and Kansas and Kentucky and Duke tomorrow night, Cam. That's pretty cool stuff out of yeah, the that's, gate. Uh, yeah, that's cream of the crop stuff out of the gate there. No, no. I think the totals are too low. I think the totals are too low. I see them both in a 154 range or so, and... Today, today's college basketball world, man. There's a lot of scoring. That's because they're the scoring shot, and everything. The shot, <laughs> the, shot, the, shot, the shot clock a couple years ago was taken back from what 35 seconds to 30. So that obviously makes the scores a lot higher too. So you always have to take that into consideration. And the NBA has just been crazy with the totals uh, this year. You know, looking at the board tonight, though, there's there's a, it's, it's sort of a normal night for totals actually. You know, Cleveland, Orlando, 213. Houston in the Pacers, 214. Heat Pistons, 219 and a half. Bulls Knicks, 213. Yeah. You know, the Pelicans and the Thunder are 235. 235. That's really the only. Yeah, and the Clippers are at 228. But they're actually not that high tonight, the totals. Well, 
consider considering that um, the average score it seems like is in the in the mid to high 220s the average score this year you're right uh, but think about it Gabe what have we ever seen totals you I remember when we used to see totals not even too long ago maybe a year two years ago where we saw some 170s 180s we don't see that anymore in the NBA now every totals over 200 for the for the most part have we even seen a total under 200 yet this year Nope. Yeah, I think um, I, no, I think, think there's right. one close. Two I think there's a two oh one and a half or something. But no, no, I don't think there's been under two hundred yet. No, it's it's amazing. I mean, you used to have teams like Memphis and Utah that used to actually play yeah. defense, that used to play uh, half court style offense, where the totals were like one eighty, one seventy nine. Of course, I'd be on the under in those games. Not not anymore. These these days, you're seeing totals that are just so high, and they're still going over. Like for instance, yesterday you had Sacramento and Milwaukee. The total was like two four. And they scored like two two eighty or something like that. Just crazy, just crazy totals. It's unbelievable. I think the Bucks put up a buck forty four. Yeah, <laughs> on, 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 on their own. Yes, Sacramento likes the run and gun. I mean, it's it's crazy. Some of these some of these high flying teams, but you know, it's 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 crazy. It's back in the old days with the uh, Den- the old Denver Nuggets. They used to do that in the in the eighties with uh, I think it was Walter Davis. Who actually it wasn't Walter Davis. Alex English was was the big player for the Denver Nuggets back then when they used to score like in the two twenties two forties every game. It was like an all star game every time they played. Yeah, even teams that aren't known for putting up big points are actually finding themselves playing in high-scoring games. Um, like the Miami Heat, they're on a three-game losing streak. They're giving up 123 points a game. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's with us on normally the that's, side. Yeah, like normally that's like, um, that'd be crazy. Like, you know, 123 points a game, but it's almost just average. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, it's sort of like Mahomes yesterday. He threw for three touchdowns, I saw. It's just an three average Three touchdowns. Day, 375 yards. No one even talks about it. No. It's like, nope. ah, whatever. You know, that's, <laughs> like I said, like three, 400 is the new, the, new, the new 300. But a good example, look, even the Miami Heat are 6-2 and two to the over on the year. That's you don't really think yeah. of the Heat as an over juggernaut either, right? But even a Heat are 6-2 and two to the over. Just about every team's uh, probably over 500 when it comes to the, the over as far as the under this year so far in the NBA. There really isn't much defense to speak of. Uh, so, yeah. We got to bring back the guys like uh, Dennis Rodman to, to maybe play some defense in the NBA because there's not much of it going on. So yeah, you, you mentioned know. the Utah Jazz, normally a defensive team. They're six and three to the over. Yeah, there the you Toronto go. The Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors are probably the best defensive team in the NBA. They they and they're, they're, they're seven the and three to the over. They they slapped the Lakers around without Leonard last night. That was a joke. They were up thirty before it started. That was that's, crazy. Did you know that's good. That's James the first had, time. Yeah. That's the first time since 1954 that a team has been down by 30 points in the first quarter. It's hard to get down by 30 in a quarter. It sure is. Yeah, Le- Jamie? LeBron James had to go to a party, that's why. I don't think his mind was on basketball last night. He went to that P. Diddy uh, party last night, so I don't think he had much to, to really do as far as basketball. So, yeah. The number to call, Jamie? 1-800-220-6262. We're giving out tonight's game for free. Call us or, or visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into income. Jamie Heath, thesportsbrokers.com. Mike Blewett will step up and in next. We have Drew Dinkmeyer, Daily Roto, going to join us as well. Game Time Decisions continues. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down to Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Jamie Heath joined us. Mike Blewett will step up in it. We've got Drew Dinkmeyer on the radar. We'll talk some DFS. I'll put my uh, Monday Night Football showdown lineup together. Uh, but we'll put another one together at the advice of uh, one of the best in the business, Dinkmeyer, Drew Dinkmeyer. Yeah. Got to listen to his advice. Uh, we got some NBA basketball uh, tonight, DFS. And uh, you know what? I actually put an NBA lineup together already, too. Well, you're all over it today. Yeah, I'm ready to go. We're ready to go. We've got uh, we got an NBA lineup. We got an NFL lineup. Although NBA, you need multiple lineups. You can't just play one yes, lineup. Yes, great you point. Know. Yeah, you get you can give out a lineup on the show, but you got to play more than one for sure. I agree. You know, the big star of fantasy yesterday, the Bears defense in DFS, twenty eight. Oh, I points. know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Did we have? Did I have the Bills defense? <laughs> <laughs> in one of, I saw one of my hit millionaire lineups. I actually had, had a good Dude, team, too, but stupid stuff. I, saw, <laughs> I had like 165 points. I, I won money back, but I doubled my money. But I could have done because I had Michael Thomas. I had Jared Goff. I had, yeah. I had Kareem Hunt. I had a couple of good plays. But, you know, at, at the Buffalo Bill game yesterday, this is actually, like, very, very appropriate. Um, somebody sat down in their seat yesterday before the game, and uh, there was, like, a big turd under their seat. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Like, there was actually, like, somebody took a dump. Dump. Yeah, but the seat. thing is, yeah, but they're trying to figure out, like, where it came from and stuff. And the thought is that somebody actually brought it in to the yes. game on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. To throw. Yeah. That no one actually yes. took a dump there, but somebody actually brought it with them. Yes. But then got scared probably when they saw the guy throw the dildo on the field get arrested. Yeah. That they didn't throw this on the field, but yeah, like Buffalo, this is it. this is like this this it. is new lows. Come on, yeah, it is new low. You're not taking a crunch in the seat. Like there's going to be a million people around there. You said it, Marenzi. People snuck it in early and then they got uh, stage fright. I agree with you. That stadium is that disgusting, way. though. Like yeah, they yeah, they right. really do need to hose that stadium down after every game. Oh, like, hose it down! You said it. You know about the bathrooms there. It's just a, it's a bacteria fest. It's disgusting. It's it's so brutal. The trucks. Do we have Mike Blewett? Is Mike Blewett yeah, Mike with Blewett. us? Yeah, he's with us. He's with oh, us. Oh, yeah, here is Mike. Mike Blewett ready to go. Mike it's Blewett. been a couple of weeks since we had Mike on a Monday. Yeah, we yeah, got Mike for one segment. Let's get down to business. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Uh, I couldn't feel more honored than to segue out of what you were just talking about into my segment for this week. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Yeah, sorry, Mike. I apologize, but, you know, I know that Chicago, I guess a Chicago Bear radio station yesterday basically stated that Bill's Mafia are an embarrassment to the National Football League. 
Mm. The Bills, like, the, you know, the Bills fans are an embarrassment. And, and then, you know, and then there's a, there's a turd there. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a problem with the Bills fans having fun, but, you know, this, this is just too far. <laughs> like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? Why are you transporting that anywhere, let alone into a stadium to throw it? I don't. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> I wondered about the dildo, too. That's a lot like, of effort. That's a lot of effort. So, like, like the guy from Florida, there was a guy from Florida. He's a Bills fan from Florida. He got arrested for throwing a dildo on the field last week. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you think that he brought it with him, or do you think he went to, like, a sex shop in Buffalo or something? <laughs> I think he brought it with him. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, that's an interstate. There's got to be some sort of interstate <laughs> charge on that, too. And that's another thing about transporting turds. Like, there's things that they don't smell nice. Like, what, do you got, like, triple Ziploc? Like, what, like, what you're going to carry it in your coat? Like, I don't understand these people, man. That's just an important question. Yeah, yeah, it's just stupid. Anyway, but you know what? It actually is. It is ultimately fitting for the Buffalo Bills season. Like, it just they tricks. should just put that on like the uh, the season tickets, like for next year. <laughs> on the fifty yard Yeah, come to <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it was in, it was in good seats too. That's how that's how they know no one did it. They're like, no, you would have been seen. So somebody, you know, but that that's what it's come to. That that's what it's come to in Buffalo. And man, you know, at at some point, there's got to be like. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, the Bills are coming to New York, Cam. And you know me, man. I'm I'm pretty hardcore Buffalo Bill fan, but I'm not going to the game. Like, why Why would I go to that? Like, seriously, why would I, like... First off, I already missed the show this past Sunday, um, so I don't want to miss every Sunday. I'm going to see Michigan and Rutgers. I'm actually going to see a good team in the Michigan Wolverines. You know, I've got and ask Mike Blewett, as he knows, it's a circus getting in and out of that stadium on game day. Totally. I'm not going totally. to the game next week, Mike. Like, why would I go see the Buffalo Bills play right now? At least you got t- no. You shouldn't. At least you got time <laughs> to get over to. At least you got time to get over to Rutgers after your Saturday. So show. is it official? Is you it three thirty? Hours. Is I it officially it at three thirty? I believe so. I saw it today. It is. I eh? believe yeah, it's yeah. a three thirty start. So you're in good shape for that. I won't have the same problem getting there, will I, to the, than I did to the Jets to the Giants game? It's further. It's further away. Uh, but you won't have the the crush of people getting into the stadium. The stadium's half the size. so And it's a pretty poor Rutgers team this year. Michigan might even have a little bit of a home field advantage to some extent. Oh, I would expect there's so that, many, yeah. There's so many Michigan grads in the New York area. And Rutgers is on hard times right now, so I think you're going to get basically a home game in Piscataway, New Jersey. Yeah, tickets are forty eight dollars. Tickets are only forty eight dollars right now. I can sit, Cam. I can sit like, uh, yeah, it's like forty eight bucks for really. You can get good seats. Like the, the the most, the only expensive seats are behind Michigan's bench for like hardcore Michigan fans that need to be on their side. But yeah, yeah we're looking forward to this game. Um, you can't bet the How about game. my alma mater, Gabe? How about my alma mater, Gabe, with a uh, hosting college game day against Clemson? Oh, you guys got a game day, huh? You going to go back? You going to yeah. return? The old stopping grounds? Can't do it. Can't do it. It's a night game, and I, I'm with you on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I know. It's only, you know, so many, so many, you know, can't, can't take That's every week off. It, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One would be nice. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah so we're, we're going to go to the Michigan game on Saturday. And, you know, listen, I'll, I'll be hungover on Sunday, but 
if I, you know, I'll be starting earlier since the game's at 3.30, I'll end earlier. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Like, I'll shut it down, shut it down yeah, at yeah. 10 p.m. Right. Yeah. No, I'm thinking more midnight, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I'm sorry for being so aggressive. Yeah, 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 ten, ten, yeah ten's a little. Yeah, ten. I'm thinking like you know, sort sort of twelve-ish. You know, yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll lightly wrap it up the two hands. It is a weekend I'll lightly after all. Yeah, you don't need. I'm shutting down for before me. midnight on a weekend. No, no, exactly. And listen, it's, it's Michigan, and after that, uh, we'll we'll hunker down. Uh, but um, we were talking about how the the books crushed it uh, yesterday. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Super Bowl odds right now. And, you know, Cam was all over the New Orleans Saints yesterday. Good call. I was surprised to see as I hit the I hit the refresh Super Bowl futures. I thought that the, the Saints would be there'd be more movement with the Saints. The Rams are still favored to win a Super Bowl right now. Plus 350. The Rams are plus 350. The Patriots are plus 500. The Saints are plus 500. Now, I don't want to be one of these guys that sees one game and says, oh, no, 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 now they're the team to beat. But I did say last week that the Saints might have a loss, but they might be the best team in football. I know the Kansas City Chiefs are explosive and the Rams are really good and the Patriots are good, but the Saints are legitimate, legitimate Super Bowl contenders. They're at 5-1 to one right now. I'm just surprised, Mike, that the Rams are plus 350 now and the Saints are 5-1, to one, considering that the Saints – now have the advantage uh, in a home field advantage. You know, they have yeah, the, the tiebreaker head to head, and the Rams still have to play the Eagles. They still they, they play the Chiefs again. Uh, they play the Chiefs. So, like, there's there, there's still some tough games for the Rams coming up here. And the Saints, man, yeah. the Saints have the they have some divisional games that are They do have some divisional games that are a little easier, and I believe the Saints still have to play Carolina again. Atlanta's yep. looking better. So maybe that's the reason. I, I think what shocked me about the Rams is that the defense has just gotten leaky. In the last couple of weeks, there's no other way to say it. Uh, just because the key to lead is that has been out doesn't mean that they need to start giving up 30 points on average, over over 30 points on average to the good teams that they play. I understand it's Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, but it's supposed to be the best defense in football, and they're just not. I know no, golf's good it's, it's too, been like it's been better, guys. But when you are another thing to your point about the Saints not getting respect, yeah, I've seen it like plus five fifty in some books to, to the Rams plus three fifty. Would you rather have Drew Brees in a situation than Jared Goff too, like a quarterback in the helmet? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah it's one of those I'm not like, a massive future guy, but I think it's a good play, Cam. The Saints are plus five fifty is good value. I think the Saints. I think the Saints are better than the Rams. That's my opinion. I understand the Rams are a little bit deeper at the wide receiver position, despite uh, you know Tom, Thomas is the best. But I think the the Rams are deeper. But other than you that, know what the difference with the, the Saints, Saints is, guys is, too. Yeah, well, what do you the think? Saints, the Saints. The Saints could beat the – let's say they played in the NFC Conference Championship game in L.A. The Saints could beat the Rams in L.A. The Rams couldn't beat them in the Superdome. They wouldn't beat them in the Superdome in that spot. Like, the, the Saints could win on the yeah. road. I think you're right. Yeah, like, the, yeah. the Saints can – look, the Falcons won in L.A. And it's not an insult on L.A., but the conditions – it's perfect conditions. No one's intimidated going and playing in the sun. You know what I mean? It's just It just is. It, yeah, it's the, an equalizer. The fans, overly, the fans don't create an overly hostile environment there. It's an L.A. fan base. Like It's not a hostile place to play. It just isn't. None, none of the yeah, L.A. Like, places well, outside well, of maybe the Kings is, when they've been good. And the Lakers. Look at, but look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones fell in Philadelphia because it was rainy and slippery. They beat Atlanta. Atlanta beat the Rams the week before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, weather doesn't matter until it does. Right? Like, right now, we haven't had weather affect anything yet. 
but it does take teams out of its element. So when, you know, the Rams, it's sort of a little bit of an equalizer for teams. Minnesota Vikings, too. You know, like these teams are playing domes. These teams are playing perfect conditions. They lose a little bit of, of, of home field in the playoffs. Look at Seattle. Seattle's always been good at home. They are the ultra-crazy crowd. It's always bleak. It's always raining. It's always windy. It's just that dreary stuff that Seattle thrive in. And teams just sort of, you know, they go and they die. You know, they, 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 yeah. can't, uh, they can't get it done there. So I know you got to go. I Chargers five. credit for that yesterday because I thought oh, they Chargers, could come yeah. back to bite them. I give them credit for that because I thought they could come back to bite them yesterday. And uh, so I give them credit for that win. To your point about the Pats at 5-1 at to one as well, I've been on the Pats the last couple of weeks because I felt like they were finally get, catching their groove. You know, they got through their September doldrums that they sometimes go through. And I felt like we were getting the Pats at a little bit of a discount these last couple of weeks. I don't know that that's going to happen going forward because I think the books realize that they're um, – you know, they're taking names at this point in the season, and they're, they're going to get on a roll here. They're already on one. They're a dangerous team. Yeah. They are. You know, can, I, I don't know if Kansas City can beat them in Foxborough either. That's the thing. No Kansas City's going to have to really get home field advantage. And who's, who else is a threat? I guess maybe the Chargers. Pittsburgh? I, I don't, yeah, I, I can't buy into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Look, I'm a Steelers just, you know, fan, and I would never pick them to beat the Pats because they haven't done it. Yep. They just That's haven't true. done it. No. And I think they'll be, be they're getting better now. And by the end of the year, the Steelers might, you might look up, the Steelers could conceivably have 12 wins at the end of the year. But I still wouldn't pick them to beat the Patriots because they haven't been able to do it, even when they were better than the Patriots in some of these last couple of seasons when they had more complete teams. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get past the Jags last year when you could have argued that their roster was better top to bottom than the Patriots. Now, Le'Veon Bell has eight days to report. And now, so now it's getting real. Forget about all the rumors and all this type of stuff. It's just Absolutely. facts. He's got eight days to report. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I mean, I guess, from what I understand, Mike, the highest probability now is that he doesn't report. And they don't tag him. That there's going to be an agreement between the two of them here. That basically, listen, I'm not going to come, but you don't don't tender me, and there'll there'll be a handshake agreement. Now, you know, it's crazy that after all this, that there's going to be any trust on either end of this. It's pretty crazy that Le'Veon Bell has been willing to give up 14 million dollars for this. Yet he clearly feels as though that he saved a year on his body. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's he's like coming he back. The money back though. And he's not going to get yeah, the money back on the back end. That's, that's right. the thing I don't understand about the strategy. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. Now, I think he misplayed this too. I mean, I don't it think is it is. I think he. I think he trusted his agent, and it, I, I don't think his agent's going to get him the extra fifteen million dollars on the back end. They no one offered a trade like for that. him either. No one offered a trade for him either. And number two, well, the NFL's a weird. It's an expensive. Yeah, the NFL's a weird sport. Yeah. Like. There's not going to be a million teams lining up for him. You know what I mean? Like, so he's really he's really look, rolling the dice here. Look at Connor's numbers, guys, compared to, to his too. At this point, he's from 2017, Connor Connor's got first. ten touchdowns to Bell's five, and Connor's were, uh, had more yardage too. You know, he's you know, this guy's the first stealer ever. The first stealer <laughs> ever through the first their first eight games of the season to pick up over a thousand scrimmage yards. Yep. and double digit touchdowns. First stealer. Ever. Like he's gonna he's gonna need to hope Le'Veon Bell. That there's a crappy team that wants to make a splash. 
Like, no, what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no good team is going to want to eat into the cap like this. He wants like $18 million a year. It's not happening. So and it's crazy that he's going to hold out and end up getting probably not that much more than what he got offered. <laughs> so in the end, as well. Like, yeah, in the end, you know, I get it. He felt like, you know, he put his foot down. He's trying to change the marketplace. I give him a little bit of credit for this, but I don't think the NFL, man, they stick together. And, you know, it's sort of like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got money from Minnesota, but really it was only the Jets, the Vikings, and the Browns that offered him the money. So, like, Le'Veon Bell's only going to have a couple of suitors that are going to want to offer him, like, a ton of freaking money that he wants. So before you get out of here, Mike, what's your prediction for tonight's football game with the Cowboys and the Titans? Well, I, since I had the Titans over eight, I feel like I'm emotionally attached to picking them to win every single week. So uh, I've heard a lot of people on Dallas, but I'll take the point tonight. Uh, I think Tennessee bounces back coming off the bye week. I started believe I think Dallas, Dallas could win not. a close one. Yeah, Tennessee probably four and point. a half though. It's up to five too. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the points too. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. All right, fellas. Take care, Mike. Mike Later, Blewett. Fellas. Game Time Decision continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Old school battle. Yeah. You and uh, Parsons uh, getting in there. You're right. Hey, thank you. It's amazing. Cowboy Nation, uh, they think they're a lot better than they are, though. Like, this team's done They're delusional, bro. Yeah, it's almost insane. It's it's actually hilarious. My little cousin's a Cowboys fan, too. They just don't... Yeah, there's a lot of, like... <laughs> Sorry, the music got me. <laughs> yeah, they do nothing. It's me. Like, they shouldn't even... Uh, it's you. It's, it's I, I hear you at fast motion. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, just... I don't understand it. This team hasn't been... They don't win, they don't win playoff games. They don't do anything. They're not good. They're not an upper echelon team, and people talk about them like they're the best team in the National Football League. It's a joke. Yeah, the Cowboys, um, I hope I they like lose. Par- I, like, I like Corey a lot, but, yeah, I really – I don't even like that. Like, I just want to cheer against No, I got to be honest. Awesome. I don't care if – I don't – whatever. I, for me, it's just a bet. Yeah. I got nothing against Dallas. Yeah. I'm indifferent to the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I know a lot of people either you either love or you hate the Cowboys. I'm indifferent to them. Like, I, like honestly – I, I wasn't just saying that to upset Corey, but they kind of are irrelevant. Yeah. Like they have, been, yeah, they, they haven't been good in 25 years. They've been okay. I mean, they made you know Dak Prescott's good, and he's okay. They made it to the playoffs once with him, but they've won three playoff games since they won a Super Bowl. The Cowboys remind me of the Montreal Canadiens. They both, and it's it's a good. I think it's a perfect analogy. Yeah, because they it's both, actually yeah. The, the, because of the legacies of the teams, like what people, you the know, fans, the tradition, the pride. Yeah, yeah the like, brand is big. Yeah, they they, huge they talk a big game still. Like there there's something and stuff. But 
Look, the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the early 90s. The Canadians haven't won since the early 90s. It just is. I mean, they're two sort of big-time name franchises that have been stuck in the past. The Canadians, Canadians playing well. Uh, That's right the thing. So I, I actually just, like uh, I like what they're doing because they're they they've actually they for the once instead of just ignoring the problems from the past and being arrogant to their fans, they're actually saying, you know what, we can't rely on our name anymore. Like we're crap, and we're going to go out there and get some young players and some grinders, and it's working out for them. They're playing a hell of a lot better. Well, speaking of crap, we've got an update as far as the uh, the turd gate in Buffalo. Turd, turd, okay. Tur- yeah, turd, turd gate. So, um, <laughs> turd, turd gate. <laughs> no, it's actually the story. The story's actually been updated. Turd gate. The story's actually been uh, updated. So, yeah, we, people couldn't figure it out. Was it brought in? Did somebody take a dump there? Was it left over from Monday's game? And you can't believe, you got to believe, even being Buffalo, that a piece of turd couldn't be sitting in Section 112 all week, right? Somebody would have seen it. Um, I don't know. Okay. Here the, it the is. Clean, the, the cleaning staff, not very thorough, apparently. Somebody somebody named Rob was at the game on Sunday. Says we were in section 119 of the Bills game. One of our buddies was in a bathroom stall puking. He found a deuce boxer short with crap in it and next all over. The bathroom was between section 119 and 122 where the turd was found in 122. Probably the same guy that crapped himself. In section 122. And unfortunately, there's a picture of the boxer shorts on the ground here at Buffalo, Ugh. too. <laughs> oh, there's no mess like a Buffalo Bills mess, Cam. Like the team, <laughs> like honestly, I'm not going to lecture Bills Mafia or anything. But like we all need to go to AA for a day or something. Like, you know what I mean? It's basically... We all, the Bills fans need to look in the mirror. <laughs> like there needs, there needs to be a day of reckoning a bit here, Cam. Like it's it's to the point that you guys are crapping yourselves at the game now. Like it's it's gone too far, Cam. <laughs> it's like the Bills team is known now for its debauchery and their disgusting fans. <laughs> I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. Like usually, you know, at least at the lady in the casino is like an old senior who's got like a special machine, and you know, you can put on the depends undergarments and kind of deal with it uh, in that. Situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, like, that, I think like the, the, the whole city of guard, Buffalo, Cap. You know, like yeah. the whole city of Buffalo should basically like it should be outdoors. And there should be, like, a priest just, like, rip them for, like, an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should just basically be, you know, you've all sinned. You're all terrible, terrible, terrible people. Uh, and, uh, you know, get used to it because the bills are never going to be better. The thing is, the people in Buffalo are very nice people. They but something are. happens to them when they go to Bills games. Like, there's, like, this stuff doesn't happen at Sabres games, Cam. Well... I'm going to say no. There's no turds at Sabre You've been games, to a right? lot of Sabre games. Yes, what a Sabre gonna, fan like? Uh, they're pretty angry. And I'll tell you. They're, I'll pretty tell you drunk. they're actually, they're, they're actually oh, yeah. bigger dicks than Bill's fans. Yeah, you don't know, but you see it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you, like, like, they sell those big Labatt blues, I remember, at the time for like six bucks. And some guy is like, I remember Vince is like a nice, you know, he's he's my friend. He doesn't chirp anybody. He's like, nice guy. He's just sitting there in his Leafs jersey. It's like, hey, Ken Reggett, you, you, and he called him like, I called him like a fag or something. It's like, and Vince doesn't put up with it. He's like, dude, let's, like Vince, I've seen Vince fight two guys at, at Leaf at a Leaf game at the ACC where he walked out and a guy lipped off to him and he like, he'll throw down with anybody. He's small, but he'll fight anybody. And he did it at the Buffalo game. Like, this guy just started chirping at him. Sabre fans, not as nice as you think. And I'll tell you, Marenzi, 
They you know what it is. I think Buffalo fans they hate are the really, stuff. really. Oh yeah, that, that, not as much any. They actually the hate people a lot at of Buffalo teams. hate Toronto. They don't like Toronto. Yeah, they do. No, they do. They do. I know. And I have friends. And I have friends in Buffalo. They really too, do. And I'm, yeah, no, like they people do. from they, Buffalo they, they hate Toronto. They don't like, definitely. They don't go to Toronto to party either. Like you, no, there's not like an influx of like you figured there would be like there's more people from New York and Boston in Toronto on a Saturday night. for sure for sure because <laughs> Buffalo really is. know they're chill out like they just like you know what I like mean even Montreal there there there's a rivalry with Toronto but Montreal is like going to Toronto Toronto yeah, like they party, they they party like, together and stuff yeah, it's like hey, my punching dad, each other exactly yeah, my dad likes the Habs he knows your friend they all get together at the bar yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. no but when when Toronto and Buffalo get together it's a lot of like real hate real anger like because people say dumb stuff like the guy from Toronto's like, hey, you loser from Tonawanda, and then they go, okay, like let's dance. Like these things happen, Morency. And dude, when I got Buffalo, busted for pissing, they're there, nice. They're nice. It was they worse hate, when they found they out it. I was from Toronto. Oh, of course, it was, was way worse. You never tell the them. Guy never well, I had no choice. I was under arrest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you couldn't lie about it. You had no alias. Yeah. You weren't Gary. Sorry, I'm Gary Brown from Atlanta. No, I'm from I had ID, so yeah. I, I couldn't really <laughs> lie. Yeah, good point. Sorry. <laughs> but he actually said, he goes, you guys from Toronto come down here and think you own the place, think you're better yeah. than us. Like, he it's did that true. whole, like, yeah, basically saying, you guys, you know, you're trying to steal our team. You guys think you own this place, you know? So you guys think because, you know, they're really, like, defensive about it. They are. In Buffalo's defense, though, a lot of assholes from Toronto talk shit about them, and they come into their town, and it's like they take it personally. It's like, you come in here, and you think you're bad. Like, I, I, I'm on Buffalo's side for some of it, but I'm telling you, Marenzi, like, you're right. Like, these nice people at sporting events, it's yeah, their Toronto opportunity. Be arrogant, too. They get, yeah, well, Torontoians are very arrogant. And another thing is the Buffalo people who are so nice during the day and they, their, their city gets shit on all the time, that's their escape <laughs> is to get wasted and fight back. And you know what? You can't really blame them. That's why I think there's so much anger in Buffalo with Bills and Sabres and everything else. They're the armpit of, of jokes. And in, to them, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, anyway, hey, we live Cleveland. there. We, and Cleveland. Yeah, and Cleveland. That's a good point. But they got a lot of anger for good reasons, you know? The city of Buffalo is actually nice. Like people oh, don't realize, I, I love going yeah. there, and they're nice to me because like I the respect city, their the town. city. Yeah, the city, the Bills don't play in Buffalo. This is what people need to understand: they don't play in Buffalo. It's like forty miles outside of Buffalo, man. It's not close to Buffalo. Yep. Like it's in, it's in the middle oh, Orchard of Orchard Park. Yeah, Orchard Park is. Yeah, it's not in the Buffalo. It's a suburb. It's a suburb. Whereas HSBC, where the Sabers play, is downtown Buffalo. It's right there. All the bars, and yeah. stuff, that's on the strip. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's good restaurants in Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, there's a great nice value. That, like, that little bar amazing. strip, it's cheap. Yeah, the housing Chippewa. is affordable. Chippewa Street. Oh, yeah, I told you. Holy Akavo, remember our our boy? I'm in my fantasy yeah. pool. He told me, and he got drafted by the Leafs in the first round. And I remember when we were talking, and I said, Carlo, what's the deal with Buffalo? He goes, I love it here. You know, I can actually afford things. You get a nice place. You go out. Everything's half the prices. Toronto, it's amazing. And he said the people were great. Like, he loved he loved it in Buffalo. And a lot of guys yeah, were that's actually a guy. He in that area. For the there. He, he played, played for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. And the Buffalo State. Did he play for the St. Louis Blues, yep. too? Yep. Blues. Yeah, so he's, Red, yeah, he played yeah, the Blues, cities. Red Wings. Blues, Red Wings, Leafs, Sabres. Right? So, and he, he told me how much he you loved Yeah, I'm saying, Buffalo. like, even, even, like, on the upper scale stuff, you know, you've got your Niagara wine, wine region. Oh, yeah, it's awesome there. The it's wine awesome. tours. Yeah, and, um, you know, the lake and stuff. They, you know, there's, It's a nice little city. Like I people, would live in Buffalo in a heartbeat. I think, like, I would yeah, love I think people there. just sort of think Buffalo is just sort of this, like, dump. That it's just bleak and it's a dump. It's not a dump. Like, downtown Buffalo is nice. Like, they've they put a lot of work into it. You know, I'm not, listen, they, it, 
And it's not Rodeo Drive. <laughs> like, no. Hills. There are, people yeah. are ignorant. They put a lot it. of work into it. They're ignorant towards it because the way the news portrays it, too. Every time you're watching local news, it starts off with a house fire or a restaurant fire or some crazy story, and that's all people get. They go, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Like, they've never seen downtown Buffalo, right? They just see they just see the stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, I like it there. Hey, I'm, I'm still uh, – it's still, it's still on my list, Cam. It's still on my list, like uh, Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, though. Oh, yeah, for sure, buddy. I told you. When yeah. I haven't made my move yet because they're building a subway thing here. I, gave, I told you, Gabe, like I'm in the process of moving to it's the a pretty good. It's a good like, area. I'm, I'm gone. Like, I'm cheap. gone. And I'm You've gone. got casinos. Sports yep. books will eventually be legal in Canada, too. And not yep. that it matters. You can bet online in Canada anyway. So, um, yeah, like, you know, I'll, I'll be living like, there the in under two years. Guaranteed. It's I'm only gone. an hour from Toronto. You can hop it's a train amazing. to Toronto, buddy. You know what I mean? It's buddy, you can get you're close a, you to can a get city. A you're close to Buffalo. You're close to the state of New York. Like it's you got a lot yeah. of things in Niagara Falls. Like both, you got a lot of best of all worlds. You want the city? You go to Toronto. You want to go to a Bills game? You go to a Bills game. You're there exactly. Four, you're there Forty-five minutes. And I could go yeah. to Sabres games for dirt cheap. I can live in St. Catharines or Fort Erie. And those and casinos in Niagara house. Falls. For those casinos in Niagara Falls are pretty good. And you yes. can go over to the Seneca Casino on the other side. You, uh, there's right. a lot of stuff to do. Love Seneca. Love it. I think yeah, we've got a call, Gabe. I think uh, the prince is texting. Oh, Big Cat. The, Big Cat on the line. Yeah, Big Cat. Yeah, Big Cat. Well, what's up, Big Cat? Going, boys? Hey, Big Cat. Hey, Big Cat. What's up, Big Cat? How, how you doing, buddy? Begins, eh? <laughs> hey, what's, what's the deal with the CFL playoffs? When does CFL playoffs start? Well, they start this uh, this, uh, this, this Sunday, week? actually, our hometown team. Oh, this week. Catherine Rough Riders play on yep. in the late game against Winnipeg on Sunday. We still don't know who's quarterbacking for us, as Caleros got hurt, uh, possible fourth concussion, so we're kind of on the, on the fence here. So if it's not him, is it Brandon Bridges again? Well, they brought in uh, Drew Tate, which we haven't seen for about three years, what so we're crossing our fingers. Ooh. Hopefully it's Caleros. Tate? Yeah. yeah. I'd go with Bridges. A, I'd go with so him, Is Brandon Bridges still on the team? Maybe John Huffnagel is still available. <laughs> yes, I see. BC, BC Lions are at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. BC Lions. BC Lions are at the Tiger Cats. And, uh, yeah, Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan minus three against Winnipeg, and uh, Hamilton's minus one. I mean, we got about... Uh, we got about five centimeters of snow today. It's not the conditions won't be great, but hopefully our defense, which has been awesome all year, holds up and uh, and we pull through. Don't you have uh, like no? It's not down. a roof, eh? It's sort of like no a roof. tarp we, type thing. Uh, not even that. It covers about forty percent of the field, but uh, all in all, it's one of the best stadiums in the league for sure. Yeah, your stadium's beautiful. The stadium, it's I think it's the same designer that did the one in Seattle. And uh, what, was it Mosaic? It, 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 wow, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it, you know, yeah, Kev, you check it out. It basically looks like a smaller version of the version. Seattle Stadium. Oh, it's it's except kind of cooler. Like it's yeah, sort of yeah. moderner. Like it's real, real cool. They did it, dude. Saskatchewan has a ton of money, man. Like there, you guys are like yeah. the canola. Uh, yeah, Big you guys time. are the rich, the rich team of the league. <laughs> so, yeah, Saskatchewan's got good, good minerals. Good, uh, big, good, big good game stuff. though. The bench. The Banjo Bowl. You guys hate each other, too, Winnipeg yeah. and Saskatchewan, huh? That's, that's true. <laughs> so what do you got for us, Big Cat? Is he gone? Is he gone huh. Big Cat. Oh, he brought up. I don't know. He had a question, and we, yeah, we talked about did. the CFL lines. <laughs> 
he gone. I don't know. Hey, we call. I guess we can get, call back. Big yeah, if he calls back, get him back in. Yeah. yeah. If you, we normally I don't do that, but yeah, we'll do that yeah. for you since for uh, big cat. I'm assuming sure. you had another question besides, hey boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, well put, Marenzi. Poor guy goes, hey boys, we start rambling about yeah, the CFL lines. Exactly. And he, He's like, no question. Talking about canola. <laughs> How much money Saskatchewan? We're, we're talking about Saskatchewan business. <laughs> I don't like I'm Saskatchewan. Gonna be, I, I'm going to be real. I don't like the Rough Riders because of the yeah. fact that when me and Cam, me and Cam were going to be the play-by-play uh, oh, yeah. -play guys of the CFL, the Saskatchewan yeah. Rough Riders, one of the franchises that shut it down. They, that is absolutely true. And we had Danny Mack. And it would have been a they great told podcast. us what team shut it down. They basically yeah, stated yeah. it was it was Edmonton, Saskatchewan. Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and BC all they, they, voided. Yeah, like, they said, screw you. Everybody else was fine with it. Yeah. 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 So half the league said okay. Yeah, a bunch of jerks. All the hey, East teams were cool. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Big Cat? <laughs> hey, boys. Sorry. Too much snow on the wire today here. On the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, going back quickly to the Ryder game. If uh, Caleros does play, I predict us to win by about seven to nine points. If we don't play, we might not even win the game. It's, that's kind of my thoughts on things right now. I agree. What do you think of the Monday night game tonight? Monday night? I have some buddies down in Vegas. Big cowboy fan, I say bet Tennessee tonight. <laughs> I like your style, big cat. Fade your buddies. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, good stuff, big cat. Tennessee's going to keep it tight. But anyways, quick question for you guys. I also like Edmonton and NHL today, but when is uh, one game betting going to be coming to Canada where you can actually go to a wicket and buy a, a ticket, just like a horse uh, racing ticket? I'll Gabe, let you guys Gabe, go and have a good day. Yeah, we will. We'll answer that, too. Gabe and, I, Gabe and I have been trying. Uh, we actually at the Fantasy Sports Network, and we had a politician in there. It was one of those things to talk. We talked about DFS. We talked about single gaming. Marenzi had a great interview with the guy. And, uh, yeah, when things didn't go well, he skipped off, and now he's like the president of like, the real estate board when things didn't work out. It's amazing how many people, um, you know, Gabe, there are advocates of this stuff but really don't follow through and I got to believe it's going to happen. It's going to happen at the casinos because they've talked about it. Right now, the only difference is in some casinos in Ontario, you're allowed to do the two games, not the three. That's as far as they've gone. They've never gone to single game. Some allow you the two, but not the three. But yeah, Two or three, not one. It's actually, I mean, you know, it's, prepos it's preposterous. Now, now it is the, preposterous. Come on. People. Now, like, <laughs> it's just it's now that uh, now that Marijuana is legal in Canada. Yeah, like, really? Correct. You guys legalize weed? You're going to argue about sports betting now? You're already sports betting. <laughs> they already take bets. Like, that's the whole thing. Is they're, they're greed, Big Cat, as far as parlays are concerned. They're making money on this pro-line stuff across the country. So they're like, well, we don't really need to change it. It's, it's frustrating. It, it you know, really is. Something needs to be done about it. The, the only way, like I said, it's hard enough winning a game, but pro-line's got them by six, four points, ten points. Who knows what they got, but... The only way you can take an angle on them anyways is, is looking at a Vegas line and seeing some movement in regard to their spreads and totals and playing against it. It's a great point, Big Cat. And another thing is, take a look at the vig and the juice that the government puts on compared to regular sports books. It's disgusting. And then if you're going to bet on your hometown team, they basically chop off another 15 or 20% there. You're getting screwed either way. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. I won't keep you guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Later, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Big Cat. And it's interesting, I actually see in a, in a paper that I hate, uh, but I give them credit. It's funny, they wrote about this today. 
because uh, Gary Batman was at the FanDuel Sportsbook today. FanDuel signed a deal. Yeah, uh, they with talked the New about Jersey that last Devils, week. Correct. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and Caesars, and basically everybody's finding a partner now and, and hopping in. Paul Burns, president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, said, we know the Canadians enjoy single-event sports betting because uh, they are wagering approximately $14 billion annually through illegal channels. Canadians are betting $14 billion a year on offshore sports books. Yep. The jackass Canadian government can't open up. Uh, they already have the casinos. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions ready to rage radio continues. I'm Gabriel Baranci, Cam Stewart, Jude Dinkmeyer will join us in the six o'clock hour. One of the best DFS players uh, in the business will uh, be throwing it down with us. We'll take a look at tonight's NBA card as well as uh, Monday Night Football from a DFS perspective. Uh, Big Cat called in, mentioned uh, the. Uh, NHL Edmonton Oilers tonight are in Washington. NHL games tonight. Dallas Stars are at the Boston Bruins. Bruins are minus 150 favorites. The total is five and a half. The Edmonton Oilers are in Washington. Washington minus 135 favorites. Over under is six. The uh, Montreal Canadiens. Actually, um, I forgot about this. The Canadians are actually in New York tonight and tomorrow. Yes. Uh, the Canadians take on the New York Islanders this evening. The Islanders are minus 120 favorites over to visiting Canadians. Canadians plus 100. Total five and a half there. New Jersey Devils are in Pittsburgh tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins are minus 170 favorites. The Devils pay back plus 150. The total is six. And uh, the nightcap tonight, the Philadelphia Flyers are in uh, the desert, Arizona. Arizona, minus 135 favorites. Over They're hot. Visiting Philadelphia Flyers, and the Coyotes are howling, aren't they, Ken? They sure are, man. People like betting. You know, I know a lot of people don't bet on Arizona. They're hot. It's actually interesting. A lot of people like Philly tonight. Philly's had a nice, successful Western road trip, but at the end of the trip, Arizona might be catching them on a good time, Gabe. And your a lot of Canadian Galchenyuk is now in Arizona. It's funny. A lot of these Canadians, they leave Montreal, they go to Arizona, same as the, they talked about it with the uh, players from Vegas, right? It's like, hey, hey, it's great, man. Nobody's busting my balls about it, seeing how crap our team is, or got a hundred microphones in my face. I'll tell you, I talked to a lot of players when I was doing that stuff. Going to those small markets when you're when you're dealing with like every time you're having a bad day, a hundred microphones, people like, and this is just regular season stuff. And then Gabe, you've seen it in the playoffs. They let everybody and their mother in there, like three hundred media guys in a room, guys with ladders and cameras and stuff. Guys, tell me, hey, thank God I play for Nashville or Arizona, or you know, I get to go go to one of these places where I don't have to get beat down every day. Well, you mentioned uh, the uh, Galchonyuk for Max Domi. Yeah, I'll tell you, this is a deal that has worked out for uh, both teams. Both, uh, yeah. both teams. I mean, sure. uh, Domi leads the Montreal Canadiens with 13 points. He's got one point in eight of his last nine games, at least one point in eight of his last nine games. Has recorded a goal in six of the last eight games. 
Um, so, yeah, Max Domi has been uh, very good now. For you know, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've been concentrating more on basketball, and I've been concentrating more on football than I have the National Hockey League over the last couple of days. Uh, and let's say a week or so, I like to bet the NHL, but I usually bet like an NHL game a day if something catches my eye. I'm more, I'm like uh, Lou Gambler. I'm more like a playoff NHL gambler, but you know, yeah. I'll, I'll sprinkle on the NHL. But uh, New York Islanders, man, this is a team that you know they lost to Varus. Nobody expected anything from these guys. And uh, I see they've won five straight home games. They're eight, four, and one on the season. Trust Thomas Grice is—he's uh, yeah. got his ninth career shutout on Saturday. He's only allowed three goals in his last three starts. Like and Islanders that, are rolling right now. They are, Morency, and it just tells you something. I was talking to Long Island Rage Kurtz about it when he's doing the, you know, our football show on Sunday, and it just tells you like Barry Trotz. Remember how he left Washington? Kind of, you know, hey, you guys aren't going to pay me. We want to stand like a hell of a coach. Yeah, you're, you're telling me is, and I always thought he was a hell of a coach when he was in Nashville, and he never got the respect he deserved. He's just one of the good guys in the league, and he's a really like I think players really like playing for him because they like him, and I think he's fair. And they're on the the Islanders. I look at that roster and defensively. I thought they were going to be horrible. Like, that's the one thing. You look at their defense. They're all offensive guys, but they've they've really tightened up defensively. They're getting good goaltending, as you mentioned. And watch out. Like, the likes of guys like Jordan Eberle, who, like, was gagging at Edmonton, are really, like, starting to play well. All their young players. Bailey, I'll tell you, the Islanders, I kind of like them tonight, even though Montreal is, very, is, like, you know, playing well, because I like the goaltending matchup. I think Niemi's no in price. that for Montreal. I think, I think Niemi's yeah. in that, so I'll take the Islanders at home laying Niemi a small price. Grice. Yeah, I'll take Grice. Grice, Grice, the price is nice on Grice, Gabe. So give me the the island. I wish I was there with you because that would be a game I'd love to go to. Like to go out to by Belmont Racetrack there on Long Island by Old Kurtz and watch the game. uh, They play play at the Barclays Center. Oh, yeah, that's right at the Barclays. Shit. I always always remember I was there the last time at the island. I'm like, why? I want to go back to the roller rink. Yeah, damn it. I don't want to go to Barclays. Yeah. They're, uh, I know. They're, uh, they're going. They're going back. They're moving there. back That's to Long meant, Island. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, to say. they're moving, just they're moving back. Sorry, I'm a little So stuck another here, game. Yeah. Another game. Uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars in Boston. Dallas playing good hockey right now. They've won three straight road games, actually, uh, tonight. Uh, I don't really have a strong feel about this one. Boston's 4 1 at home, though. I have a strong feeling, kind of, because I think Dallas has been playing really good on the on the on the road trip there. Boston's been kind of uh, underachieving in in some ways. I think Boston is going to get it done tonight. I don't like to lay a big price. Also, the research, return of Tyler Sagan against his former team. I'm going to put him in my lineup for uh, DraftKings tonight because I think he'll show up for Dallas. But I think I might have a mini Boston stack in this game against uh, the Stars tonight. I think Boston's going to get it done. The New Jersey Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins this evening. The Devils. Devils came out hot, man, to start the season, and they were winning games early. But, man, they've been on a slide right now. Um, they've lost six of the last seven games. They've won one five and one um, overall. Uh, they, they now now they're five five and one on the season. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh six three. Uh, Pittsburgh's got six wins, but they're struggling at home. They're only two two three and one at home so far this year. See, you know the Penguins will get back on track. It, you know, Devils uh, Devils look like a fade team right now, but it's minus 170. 
that's kind of the thing, Gabe. And I also I might take. I a think shot the Penguins with, beat them, though. I, I, I might the Penguins take, are going to beat them. I might take a shot with the Devils tonight, only for the fact that Pittsburgh has no defense. I watched the game on the weekend. The Leafs shut them out, and they have like t- like they were haven't been playing well. Pittsburgh's got some problems, man. Like I know they got good snipers on the team, but Crosby and Malkin, and you know uh, the Wolfman. Uh, like they got everybody there, you know. But the problem is on the back end, they're like running with like fifth and sixth defensemen. All their main guys are out. The the injury to Latang is been huge against them. New Jersey's going to be angry tonight. Good point by you, not playing good hockey, but I'm getting 50 cents with the Devils against an overrated Pittsburgh team, a team that the Islanders won both back-to-back in at, at the Barclays and in Pittsburgh. Give me the Devils. I'll take a shot at plus 150. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are in the uh, the Capitol tonight. Um, looks like uh, Holpe's not playing this evening. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Washington's actually been kind of they kind of like you know the Super Bowl hangover, like the Eagles. Well, the Stanley Cup hangover is evident. They're not playing like their best hockey right now. As for Edmonton, they're starting to figure it out. Uh, they've been good. They went. They won some road games. They're playing a little bit better. Like I know uh, people, Edmonton fans are like, when is this team going to get better? You know, they had the offense, but they're very, very loose defensively. They're tightening up a bit. They won in Detroit, and you know they're playing better. I kind of I know a lot of people like Edmonton tonight, and I want to take them as a dog, but I think Washington, due to uh, some really bad games, is going to put in a nice effort tonight. I'll probably take the Capitals, Gabe. You know what? I think I'm going to jump on the ice tonight and uh, I'm going to take the Arizona Coyotes. So am I. I'm on the Coyotes tonight. I know Philly. Philly. Late night pick. Phillies had a Phillies had a really good road trip. They've been successful. They've won games they shouldn't have won, but I think this is a really good spot. This is like their third game on that Western trip. You know, they play L.A., they play San Jose. Now you got to go to Arizona. I think they're uh, going to be out of gas tonight. Give me, oh, the Coyotes not laying a lot of juice. Coyotes have been a nice under team, Cam. They're 8-4 and four to the under on the season. I didn't realize this. The Coyotes are giving up. Um, they give up the least amount of goals in the National Hockey League so far, and they have the number one penalty kill unit in the NHL. That's a good combination. Sure. So- Oliver Ekman, Larson, and the young players that they have there are going really well, and it's amazing. The Rangers kept Georgia, but you know they should have kept? Antti Ranta. He's a way better goalie than people think he is, and he's been awesome for Arizona. I'll tell you, the Rangers' loss is the Coyotes' gain, and he's playing really good hockey right now. All right, we went through the the uh, NHL. Sure game. did. Yeah, Take we did. A look at the National <laughs> Basketball Association. Yeah, we did a lot of a lot, a lot of everything. There's a couple of games in the NBA tonight, Gabe. I want to get your opinion. There's a couple that caught my eye early when I was uh, lying uh, watching the the Packers uh, Patriots game. I was looking at some early lines there. I want to see if we're going to be on the same stuff. Well, like I always uh, stay Cam, we're going to go in order of the games. Sounds uh, good. Don't, don't jump. Yeah, don't jump around here. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing. Yeah, you start off with Cleveland and Orlando. I'm, I'm with you. No, the Miami at Detroit. Line. Miami oh, really? at Detroit. Yeah, okay. Miami Heat have really had a hard time recently defensively. In their last three games, they're giving up an average of 123.7 points per game. They're hosting the Detroit Pistons uh, tonight. Pistons played last night, I believe, though. Or excuse me, the Pistons are hosting the Heat tonight. Yep. Totals 219 and a half. I want to take the over, but uh, it's a little high at 219.5. I am leaning with the over here, though. What about the side? Do, do you have an opinion on the side? Pistons? No, I don't love it. I'm, I'm trying to be more disciplined. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. You know what? Ask- the Houston Rockets now have Harden back. Now, I'm not yeah. saying I want to take them, but I think the total might be a little low here at 214. They're open at 212. It's up to 214 right now. 
Now, listen, the Houston Rockets, they were uh, they couldn't score. Like, without James Harden, they can't score. Like, basically, Chris Paul is more of a distributor. He's not really a great scorer. He was struggling. Eric Gordon can't hit a freaking three. And, you know, Houston, Houston, you know, we're having a hard time putting the ball in the basket. But now they got James Harden back. I would expect the scoring to go up. Plus, Houston don't play great defense, right? I mean, look, so Indiana... Indiana are actually, uh, they're 5-5 five and five on the year with their totals over-unders. They're scoring 107 points a game. Um, you look at uh, Houston give up 107 points a game uh, on the road. So they've sort of got, you know, Indiana slotted in to score uh, 100, 107. Uh, Indiana score 109 points on their home court. I would expect them to score that. Like, long story short, Cam, I think both these teams get into like the 110s. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, think I this is a one, 113, or let's say 114, 115, 110 game. Like, I think the total is a little low at 214. I'm going to be betting the over of this basketball game. I'm also, I like, I lean to the over in the game, and I've already pulled the trigger at the, I'm taking the Indiana the Pacers, Pacers plus one. Yeah. I like the Pacers tonight. I think it's a good spot. People are thinking Houston's back because they play a couple good games. Big deal. Indiana's at home. I'm with you, Marenzi, but I like the side even more than the total. Give me Indiana plus one, and I'll split it up. Uh, I'd like to get on the money line at uh, plus, plus 100 if you get, yeah, what, yeah, plus one. Just give me the plus one because I'm not even getting any take back on the money line. So plus one, Indiana, you know what? sign me up. I'm not going to be able to make it to the book. Uh, that's a seven o'clock. I one, can make. So, I, I, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, we'll I'm, 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 I'm awaiting your text. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland and Orlando. I don't really, you know. I don't like. That I kind of want to take. I kind of want to take the Orlando Magic, but I don't I want to do lay too. Uh, Nor do I. Nor do I. No thanks. They're one and four at home. Like they're a bad team. Speaking of bad teams, the Bulls play the Knicks tonight. You got two like and that. eight versus three and seven. What about the Knicks? Short price. It sounds the Knicks probably win the game. I yeah yeah well Knicks. Like the the Knicks are less terrible than the Bulls are. I agree, and they're at home. Come on, except betting betting on the Knicks is like yeah, it's not. Hey, they cover games too, buddy. I know they're bad. They are two and three at home. They're two and three at home. Yeah, but the Bulls suck. I I think it's a very short price for the Knicks. It's not my favorite game. I got one game that's my favorite, and we're going to get to that because we said go in order. I'm waiting for you. Yeah, to we're going in game. order. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm waiting. New Orleans and Oklahoma City. I'll tell you, Oklahoma City, they're four and two. They're hot. Westbrook didn't play the first two games, so Correct. since Westbrook's in the lineup, they're four and two, and they're lighting it up. Westbrook's just so good. Like you guys, are amazing. I almost they're like th- the over you know in this game at two thirty-five. Yeah, it seems two, high. Two thirty-five. It's high, but Oklahoma City and New Orleans, lots of offense there. We could get there. I I, I, I kind of I can't disagree. It's it's a tough game, man. That's I really the Pelicans are good too. That's a very that's the best. That's the game of the night right there. Actually, no, Toronto and Utah. Yeah, that's great good. game. Great game. Toronto, Pel- Boston, Pelicans, Boston, Denver. Good good game too. The Pelicans don't play defense. No, they don't. The New Orleans, one hundred and twenty point six points allowed, uh, ranks 29th in the NBA. Uh, the number jumped to one hundred and twenty four during their five game uh, slide. You know, they're they're getting, you know, crushed on the road. Like, they're giving up an average of 120 points on the road. Meanwhile, you look at Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, you know, everyone's playing a higher scoring, higher pace right now. Oklahoma City put up 115 points per game. Uh, the, the Pelicans are 6-3 and three to the over on the season. Oklahoma City are in 4-4. Four and four. I agree. And these, I've noticed these NBA totals that are set high generally go over the number. Like, they're, the odds makers aren't dumb. That's the, the thing. They're setting this for a reason. 
and the ones they'll bait you in when the ones that look too low and you take the over and they go slightly under. So I, I agree with that assessment. I'd, I, I'd look to the over in that game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a fun game. We'll be uh, checking that game out uh, here this evening. I've got cable now. I don't even know what channels I have. Cable guy. Um, yeah, I'll be flicking around. Now, you talk about games in a night. You've got New Orleans and Oklahoma City, which is a great game. You've got uh, the Boston Celtics at the Denver Nuggets, an 8-1 and one Denver Nugget basketball team that we told people before the year started, that's our sleeper team. That's the team to keep your eye on. And uh, they haven't let me down, 8-1, and 5-0 and oh at home, 6-3 and three against the spread on the season. They've handed the Golden State Warriors their only loss of the year. They get Boston in here tonight. This is a big-time game, but I don't think the Nuggets are getting enough respect with the game being a pick Give me the Denver Nuggets. Well, Marancy, you said it, buddy. We won in order, and you hit my game of the night. I'm on the Nougats. It's my big play in the NBA. I think it's a great spot for them. Boston going in there, they're still totally not acclimated with each other. Hey, I get the talent, but Denver, statement game at home, in altitude, getting a point. I'm all, ab- I'm all about it, buddy. I love the Nuggets tonight as well. Nuggets in Indiana and a little bit of the Knicks. I think we're going to feel some NBA love tonight. I-, I-, I think Denver gets it done and beats Boston. Man, now I've suddenly got a bunch of bets in here suddenly tonight. Yeah, Looks like it's going to be a busy Monday. Well, you just got to go. If you like four or five things, you just uh, change the unit size. Don't worry. We can, we'll can. we figure it out. We will always figure it out. I like almost every NBA game. I want to take the over 219 in the, in the Miami-Detroit game. I'm not going to do it, though. I'm going to take the over in a Houston-Indiana game. I want to take Orlando, but I'm not going to do it. The Knicks, I'm probably going to live to regret this, but I'll, I'll hop on the Knicks tonight at home. Um, New Orleans and Oklahoma City, I'm liking the over. Boston at Denver, I like Denver. And then we get to uh, my Toronto Raptors. And uh, Raptors, uh, what's the current line now? What's the updated number? Raptors. Two. Two. So what's the deal with Kawhi Leonard? No, one. Uh, no, it's uh, qu- questionable, but he didn't play last game, so they say he was going to play on the back-to-back. Probably will play this game. Be very careful before you pull the trigger. Yeah, but it wasn't a rest issue because he had he had a back. No, he's got he's got an ankle problem. That's what it is. So I, I have no idea. All I know is the way the Raptors played yesterday. I'd be hesitant to bet them again. Utah at home, it's a very tough place to play. Just uh, I was happy about the Raptors beating the Lakers. I'm going to put the brakes on though. Uh, this is a tough game. Very difficult game. I want to take the Raptors here. I know you do. We should, yesterday was the chance, and I didn't go hard enough on it. I have a big regret. So it's what you talk about, man. Oh, go put money on the Packers. Yeah, when when we're sitting there, when the Lakers are favored minus two against the friggin' Raptors, they were giving money away last night. And I went harder on the football game because it's a football game. Money management. You talk about it all the time. More wins than losses, but too much money on a stupid game. Done with that shit. I don't know if you saw yesterday when uh, the the Raptors were in Los Angeles last night. The media asked him if uh, he grew yeah. up a Laker fan. No, he, he said no. I, did, I said I didn't I, like the Lakers. I like yeah, Allen exactly. Iverson. I was an AI fan. <laughs> Throwing some shade about all that stuff about how he's dying to be a Laker. Yeah, exactly. Um, game time decisions continues. Drew Dankmeyer next.